Hey everybody, you're listening to the Legacy Church Podcast. Legacy Church is a multi-generational church that exists to worship God, become like Jesus, and bring hope to our community. Today, we're sharing a message from our current series. We believe that the Word of God is powerful and has real-life application to our lives today. We hope that this message encourages you. Get connected and learn more about us by visiting our website at lgcy.church. Well, if you don't know who I am, my name is Matt Shuttlesworth, and I, along with my wife, Rachel, are the lead pastors, or some people say the senior pastors, here at Legacy Church. And you say, well, there was nothing that said Legacy Church on this building. Am I in the right place? Can I tell you today, you are in the right place. I just want to say that kids are dismissed at this moment before I forget, because I'll go off and I'll forget. Kids are dismissed. I just want to take a moment and say thank you for everyone last week who was able to make the trek to Hamilton for Vision Sunday. And if you didn't know, if you hadn't heard, if you haven't seen the slides that have come up today, that we are now called Legacy Church. And we're so excited for the first Sunday to be called Legacy Church. We've come together under one vision. We've come together for a new season, for a new book. And so we're excited for that. So I just want to say thank you for everyone who made the trek last week. Last week was something special, and I know it was maybe longer than what you're used to, but come on, God, God was moving, and God touched our kids, and we're just excited for what the future holds. And so if you uh, came in this morning, maybe you received one of these cards. If you received one of these cards, maybe just hold it up. If you didn't receive a card, uh, they can either get one to you now or they can give it to you as you are leaving today. But this is just uh, a vision. This is our vision statement on the front as well as the scripture that God put in our hearts. Uh, And so we're going to read that this morning. It says, Legacy Church is a multi-generational church that exists to worship God Become like Jesus and bring hope to our community. Come on, that's what we believe that God has for vision uh, for our house. As well as on the back of the card, you can see that. And we're going to dive into this code a little bit more this morning. But I just want to read these today, and I believe they have these up in just a moment. But this is the legacy code. Number one, that we love God. Everybody say, love God. Love God. Come on. It doesn't sound like you love God. Come on. Love God. God. There we go. There we go. It says we love God with our heart, our soul, mind, and strength. We trust him with our past, present, and future, and we are committed to a life of worship and relationship with God through Jesus and his Holy Spirit. Number two, lay down self. Say lay down self. Lay down self. We believe our lives are living sacrifices to God. We prioritize his word, his plans, and his church. We believe that his plans for us are good. Come on, number three, lift up others. Can you say lift up others? We help people discover their purpose, know their value, and practically serve with our hands to show our hearts. And then the last one is this, leave a legacy. Say, leave a legacy. legacy. We are generous and invest in God's kingdom to see it continue to grow for generations to come. Our lives will declare who God is to the world around us. Come on, is that exciting? I believe in this next season for what is going, what God is going to do. 
and we are so excited. I just want to take a moment and welcome all of those who are watching online. If you are watching uh, in Hamilton, if you are watching in Kitchener, and if you are watching from your bed, we welcome you this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in to Legacy Church. Now, the scripture that God put on our hearts for this next season was Psalm 145, verses 3 through 7, and I put it on the bottom. I know it's really small, and you can't read it, but it's on there just so you know it. It says, great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. If you haven't seen it, I actually put it on my shirt too. This will be the first merch piece that we will release. But we are excited and can I tell you something about the, the legacy code? As we begin to pray about this, God, uh, what are the things that we're going to stand on as a church? What are the things that we believe as a church? And so as we begin to pen down what God gave us, that we love God, that we lay down self, that we lift up others, and that we leave a legacy. Can I tell you something? These aren't just things that we can pick and choose. Well, I like this one, but this one not so much, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to ignore that one. And then we'll move on to number three, but even that, like, I'm good at that, but I'm not so good at that. See, these aren't things that we can pick and choose. These are steps. Everybody say steps. These are steps towards leaving a legacy. A legacy that lasts beyond us, a legacy that lasts beyond our church, a legacy that lasts beyond our city, a legacy that lasts beyond our country. If we can hold on to the legacy code, if we can hold on to the steps that God has placed in front of us. Now, believe me, these are not anything new. These are just packaged in a different way than we are used to. But this comes from the word of God. And I want to take the next few moments and dig into what this is. Now, when we think about legacy, when we think about the word legacy, legacy is what people remember when we are gone. Come on, if we've at some point, at a certain age, we get to a point where we think, okay, well, what do I have to leave behind after I'm gone? Has anybody gotten to that point yet where you're thinking, what, what is it that I can leave? What is it that I can give my kids? What, what is it that I can give my family? Has anybody gotten to that point yet? Now, I've started to think about that, and I know I don't look that old, but uh, if I take my hat off, I age myself 10 extra years. Uh, but I'm 38, and I begin to think about that. I begin to think about this in my life as I see my kids growing at a rapid pace and as I see my kids uh, moving on to, into the next seasons of their life, I begin to think about what legacy means and what legacy can I live, leave for my kids. See, the question we need to ask ourselves today is, what about our legacy will live beyond us? What about our legacy will outlive us? Again, as the older I get, I think, what can I leave for my kids? What can I leave for the next generation? What can I leave for my grandkids? Now, the thing about this is, is if everything in my life is about me and getting mine, or is there something that goes beyond me? See, if it's about me getting mine, if it's about me and what I'm going to leave and the physical things that I'm going to leave and the financial blessing that I'm going to leave... Or will there be something that goes beyond those things? Because I know this can be a scary realization in our lives. 
can be a scary realization when we realize that our life isn't leading in that direction. Our life isn't leading towards what we're talking about. It can be scary for us to think, what am I going to leave behind for my kids? I don't even have anything for me. Come on, we've all been there. There's nothing for my kids because there's nothing for me. I've felt that way sometimes. There's nothing for my kids, so there's nothing for my grandkids. Will everything I collect die with me when I'm gone? Come on, can we ask ourselves that question today? Will everything that I have, will everything that I collect die with me after I'm gone? Because we got to remember that homes fall apart. Homes don't last forever. Financial blessing, come on, you can give someone an inheritance, they can blow it in a month. You can give someone an inheritance, they can blow it in a year. You can give someone an inheritance, they can blow it just like that. Money doesn't last forever. Homes don't last forever. Now, believe me, I believe that we should leave a financial blessing to our kids. I believe that we should leave something to our kids and our grandkids. I believe that, but they, those things don't last forever. But can I tell you something that does last forever? His name is Jesus. And he's here yesterday, today, and he's here forever. Come on, we got to understand that. Matthew 6, 19, it says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Come on, have you ever had moths destroy your clothes in your closet? Come on, you bought that nice dress, but it's been hanging there for a while. And then the next time you put it on, it's got holes in it. And you're wondering what's going on. Come on, where moth and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is, there will your heart also be. Can I tell you today, if you can still hear my voice, if you can hear this message today, come on, legacy starts with you. Can you say that? Legacy starts with me. Come on, let's say it again like we believe it. Legacy starts with me. It's not too late. Legacy can start today. Legacy can start today. Now, as you, like I said, as you're starting to see things change and over the course of the coming weeks, you'll see new signage, you'll see flags out on the main street, you'll see all these things start coming in and uh, they're coming in as fast as we can get them in. So bear with us and things are changing. As you can see, the website is now lgcy.church if you're wondering what's going on. And uh, lgcy.church, come on, write that down. You can't forget that, lgcy.church church. Things are changing, but one of the statements that we've been believing and one of the statements that we've been standing on is the future is bright. The future is bright. And when we say that, we're not just saying that because we believe uh, what's coming is bright. It's because we believe today is bright. And it starts with us. It starts with us. What will our kids look like? What will our grandkids look like? What will our grandkids, grandkids look like? when we believe and stand on the word of God and stand to leave a legacy that will go beyond us. Now, we think about this, and I know we use legacy in the term of family. We use legacy in the term of uh, those who are closer uh, related to us. But legacy is not just those that are related to you. Legacy is those who you are in contact with. 
Come on, your legacy can go beyond just your family. Your legacy can go beyond just your friends. Your legacy can go to anyone who is in contact with you. I remember this story of a minister, and he had just stepped in uh, as a pastor of a church, and he got a call from one of the congregants. He said, you know, my mother has died. Can you come over and pray with the family? And so he went over, this new minister, he went over to pray with the family, and he didn't know the family very well. He had just stepped into the church. And so he went into this home. It wasn't a big home. There wasn't a lot of possessions in the home. And he sat down in the kitchen, and he looked at the fridge, and you couldn't tell the color of the fridge because there were so many pictures on it. And he said, oh, is this your family? And he said, no. He said, well, who are all these hundreds of pictures covering this fridge? Well, he said, my, my mother loved every kid in this neighborhood. She loved every person in this neighborhood. She would love them. She would bake for them. She would do whatever she could to show some love to some of these kids. And so as this mother had passed away and as they began to do the funeral, the minister said, he said, I have never been to a funeral like this in my life. He said, the auditorium was jammed. It was the largest funeral I've ever attended. And he said, as they began to open the mic for people to speak, he said, it just kept going and going and going. He said, there were so many people that wanted to speak about this lady and the impact she had on their life that it just kept going. It just kept going. She didn't have a lot of possessions. She didn't have a great house. She didn't have a car to drive. But what she had, she gave and invested and planted into her community. And because of that, there was a legacy that is left in that community because one woman decided it's not about me. How can I bless others? How can I serve others? How can I be a blessing to my community? Come on, that's what I believe today. Legacy isn't just about our family. It isn't just about our kids. It's about those who we come in contact with. So who has God put around you? Who has God put around us? Maybe God has placed you around a group of people that you never thought you'd be around. Maybe God has placed you around a group or an age group of people that you never thought you would be able to speak into. But who has God placed you around? Are you still wanting to serve even though maybe you don't fully understand what that looks like? Are you still willing to serve beyond your comfort level? Or are we still willing to serve even though we don't fully understand in this moment what it looks like? Are we still able to serve. I think in this life we can tend to crave this idea of I want my life to matter. I want my life to make a difference. We want to have purpose. We want to have purpose in their life. Rick Warren said this. He said the search for purpose of life has puzzled people for thousands of years. That's because we typically begin at the wrong starting point. Ourselves. We ask self-centered questions like, what do I want to be? What should I do with my life? Where are my goals, my ambitions, my dreams for my future? But focusing on ourselves will never reveal our life's purpose. Come on, we're asking the wrong questions. Come on, it's not, what am I going to be? What am I going to do? It's, who can I serve? Who can I help? Who can I love? When we focus on God, we find our purpose. Come on, if you've been looking for a purpose, come on, focus on God. He'll reveal that purpose. Focus on him. 
Jesus gave us these principles. In a moment, we're going to read. He gave us these principles so that we can leave a legacy. Matthew 22, verses 36 through 39 says this. It says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Now, at this time, they had all these laws. They had all these rules. They had all these things. And so they're trying to get a step up. He said, teacher, which are these greatest commandments in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God. Come on, number one, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. He's saying, if you want to be a part of building my kingdom, so that you know that you're living on purpose, he's saying, love God. Love me. He's saying, love God. Love God with all your heart. Love God with all your soul. Love God with all your mind. He said that is the first and greatest thing that you can do. That's why it's number one on our code. Because loving God, it starts with loving God. It starts with loving him. Leaving a legacy starts with loving God. Can we say that again? Love God. Come on, let's love God. The first pillar of the legacy code. We say, well, loving God, well, that's a given because I've committed my life to him. Is it a given? Is it really a given? Did we just say yes at the altar and then walk away? Did we just say yes to him, but nothing in our life reflects that? Because last time I checked, when I walked down the aisle and when I watched my wife, my bride walked down the aisle, I crossed an invisible line and I said, I do. And what does that I do mean? That I do means that I'm going to set myself aside. I'm going to set my desires so that she becomes number one. Isn't it funny that God gave us the picture of marriage? He gave us the picture of marriage in this moment. I said, I give my life. Come on, we, if you're married today, you said, I give my life in sickness and in health, in ugly and in good. Come on, whatever you said. In poor and poorer, I still give my life. In blessing, whatever it may be. Come on, we made a commitment to give our lives. Is that right? Now, how do, how do, how do we do that practically? Those of us who are married, how, how do we do that practically? This is uh, for guys, if you're paying attention. This is the thing that is... Confused us for years, thousands of years. How do we do this practically? Come on, we listen to her. I didn't say talk to her first. I said listen first. Come on, we listen to her, and then we talk. We respond. Come on, we talk to her. We praise her. Come on, we, we shower with gifts. We love her. We show her that we care. We thank her. But then we learn about her likes and dislikes. Come on, we talked about this in our God's Plan series. So what does it look like in our life with God? What should it look like in our life with God? Well, listening. Listening. Come on, we got to listen. How does that, what does that look like? We got to get in our word. Come on, we got to begin to get in our word and begin to listen. God, what are you saying to me today? God, what is it that I got to grab hold of today? We got to listen. We got to spend time in his word. Then we got to talk to him. What does that look like? God, thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for blessing me. I thank you for my family. 
I thank you that in the midst of what I'm walking through that you are with me. Come on, we got to spend time in prayer. we got to spend time talking to him. we got to give praise and thanksgiving. What does that look like? God, I worship you today. God, I thank you. It looks just like what we experienced this morning. Come on, we worship him. And if you're only worshiping him on Sunday, you're doing it wrong. Because if you're only praising your wife one day a week, you're doing it wrong. Come on, you want to live a healthy, happy relationship. You want to be in a healthy, happy marriage. You got to praise your wife. You got to thank her. You got to lift her up. Come on, some of you are getting a quick marriage lesson this morning. We got to take time and worship. And then we got to learn and lean in. We got to learn and lean in. What does my wife like and dislike? So what does that mean in my walk with God? We got to come to church and learn about his word and lean in to what he has for us in the next season and lean in to what the church is going through and lean into that season. The thing is, is that I think some of these things become good intentions. But can I tell you something? Good intentions don't leave good legacies. It's our love for God that changes the legacy we leave. Now, I understand, and if you were at Vision Sunday last week, I talked about my grandfather who uh, came from a small town in West Virginia, and he didn't have the greatest life, and he wasn't the greatest model citizen. Got in trouble, got arrested all the time. And nobody in the town thought he would, he would amount to anything. But it was because he gave his life to Jesus that now there are generations of ministers because one man said yes. Now I understand we all don't have a story like that. We all don't have an upbringing like that. We all don't have a legacy like that. And I'm not, again, not saying that to puff me up. I'm, I'm saying that to give us the picture. Some of us have come from tough situations. Some of us have come from households with unsaved family, alcoholics, abused us, whether it be mentally, verbally, in some cases sexually. Come on, we've all not come from a great upbringing. But can I tell you something today? Legacy starts with you. Not all families have success stories, but that doesn't mean it always has to be that way. Come on, you don't have to continue on in the path of your parents. You don't have to continue on in the steps of your parents. Come on, we got an opportunity to make the ship right, to turn the ship in the right direction. Come on, legacy starts with us. You don't have to repeat the past with your kids. You don't have to repeat the past with those around you. You don't have to repeat the things that you needed time healing from. My family legacy started not out of the greatest situation, but God has changed one man's life. And because of one man's life, my grandfather gave his life. And then I got married to my grandmother, and then they had four boys. And now I forget, I forget the number. I think it's like 30, 34 people in ministry because one man said yes. Legacy starts with you. It starts with you. You don't have to repeat the past. It can start 
with you and it can change the course of generations to come. We are changing our family lineage. You can change your family lineage today. It's in the continual pursuit of giving our life to God. Now, believe me, there are days that I'm great in my pursuit with him. And there are days that I suck in my pursuit with him. But it's in a constant pursuit, even in the days that I don't feel like opening my word, even in the days where I don't feel like praying, even in the days where I don't feel like worshiping. Come on, it's in our pursuit of who he is where legacy starts. Legacy starts with a constant pursuit of loving God. Psalm 112 verses 1 and 2 says, Praise the Lord. This is the Amplified. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who fears the Lord with awe-inspired reverence and worships him with obedience, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generations of the upright will be blessed because of our pursuit of him. And the choices we make, we can change generations to come. One person said this, he says, what we can do for ourselves usually dies with us, but what we do for others lives beyond us. Let me say that again, just to let it sink in. What we do for ourselves usually dies with us, but what we do for others lives beyond us, which leads us to number two. Lay down self. Lay down self. Come on, we got to love God, and then we got to lay down self. Mark 9, 34 and 35 says, But they kept quiet because on the way, these are the disciples, on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, Anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. Come on, in this world, in this culture that we live in, it's about becoming first. I got to get to the top of the ladder. I got to get to the top of this. I got to get to become first. But the kingdom of God is an upside down kingdom. Come on, you want to be first? He's saying it right here. He said it to his disciples. Anyone who wants to be first must be last and the servant of all. See, we live in a world where if you're not careful, you will get caught up in the temptations of worldly success. Worldly success in the kingdom are not in the same. Because I said it's an upside down kingdom. You want to be first? We got to be a servant. We got to be last. Come on, it's not about who serves us. It should be about who can I serve? Who can I serve? Who can I be around? Who can I love? My wife was watching this documentary last night, and it was about a, a famous singer who had been dealing with mental issues, and she got on a phone call with a, a doctor, and the doctor said this. He said, service is one of the greatest antidotes to loneliness. Come on, you don't know what your purpose is? You're feeling lonely? Come on, service is the greatest antidote to loneliness. Service is the greatest antidote to finding purpose. Finding purpose starts to be who we are. Come on, when we begin to lay ourselves down, we find purpose. And it becomes who we are. And a legacy will take care of itself. When you say, well, I don't get anything out of church. 
I've heard this. I mean, I've only been a pastor for almost four years now. And I've heard this so many times. Well, I don't get anything out of church. What are you putting in? I can tell you what, if, if I don't put anything into my wife, if I don't serve her, if I don't love her, I won't get anything either. There won't be dinner. There won't be a bed and a pillow to put my head on. What you put in, you get out. If you put nothing into your relationship, you will certainly get nothing out. Believe me, I've been there. Come on, every husband said, I've been there before. I've not put anything in and I've ended up on the couch. When you lay yourself down, it's not about what you can get out of it, but it's about who can I serve? Who can I serve? Let me tell you something. Get in a table group. If you're not in a table group, get in a table group. Why? Why? Well, I don't feel like going to somebody else's house. I don't feel like making something for a potluck. I don't feel like doing it. I've had a terrible week. It's not about you. It ain't about you. Can I tell you that? We live in a culture that has become so much about us. I don't feel like going to church today. If I operated by my feelings, I would never be here. I don't feel like going to my table group tonight. I just don't like table group. It's just not my thing. Can I say something to you? Who needs you to be there? Who needs you there? What conversations will open up because you decided to go past the feelings? Because you decided to go past what you're feeling in the week? Well, I got a, a runny nose. Who needed you to be there? What conversations will you have? What prayers will you be able to have in serving someone else? Because they opened up in that moment with what they were struggling with that week. And when you heard what they were struggling with that week, you realized that your measly little problems mean nothing. Can I rabbit trail for a moment? Just for one moment. For all of us in this room, for all of us watching, if you're a part of something, if you don't open up, how can we serve you? If you don't open up with what you're struggling with, how can we serve you? We don't know how to pray for you if we don't know what you're struggling with. Come on, I open up all the time. I talk to the team here. I said, I'm not doing great this week, but I'm here. Pray for me. Pray for my mind. Come on, you can't serve someone if you don't know what they're going through. And when you open up, this is what I'm struggling with. Then we as the body get the opportunity to serve you in prayer, to serve you in whatever way that can help you walk through that situation. Come on, when we know how to pray for you, we know how to serve you, we know how to help you, we know how to sacrifice for you. We know how to be generous with you. This isn't about looking like we got it all together. 
Because if we're all honest with ourselves and looking in the mirror, nobody's got it together. But we serve a God who can help us get it together. We serve a God who can help us walk through the other side. We serve a God who has put a community of believers together. And if you never tell anybody what you're walking through, they can't walk through it with you. We've become consumers rather than servants. Well, I hope the word is great today. I hope the worship, I hope I get my favorite song today. When people put nothing in, they wonder why your life is exactly the same as when you walked in the door. I've been going to church for 30 years. My life has never changed. Well, you've had about a thousand opportunities to serve. You've had about a thousand opportunities to come and clean the church. You've had about a thousand opportunities to go to a group or to come and cook something for a potluck. You've had about a thousand opportunities. Your life hasn't changed because you've put nothing in. Because it's become about you rather than somebody else. Number three is this. If you can't lay yourself down, then you can't properly lift somebody else up. Lift up others. Come on, he sends us into dark places in the world. God sends us into our schools. He sends us into our jobs. He sends us into our families. Yes, our families can sometimes be dark places. He sends us into our office building. He sends us to be a part of teams. He sends us to be a part of our neighborhoods. He sends us into dark places. The scripture that I read earlier, it says, love your neighbor as yourself. As my dad said last week, he said, you can't love somebody if you don't love you. All around us, There are people that need you. We can serve some of somebody. We can serve our city. We can serve our table groups. We can serve our community. We can serve our families. Come on, some of you haven't talked to your family in a long time. You want to change that situation? Show up to their house with food. Oh, you haven't talked to me in five years? I'm going to bless you. Here's a $150 Uber Eats gift card. Have a great night. Come on, love somebody. Serve somebody. Come on, we can make a difference. Sure, it might be awkward. Sure, it might be scary to share your story, to tell of what God has done in your life. But can I tell you something? It's only scary once. Because when you tell your story and someone's life is impacted and someone's life is changed, Come on, you want to tell your story again. And you want to tell it more. What has God done in my life? Here's what God has done. I used to be this, but look at me now. I used to be this, but God has promoted me. I used to be a drug addict sleeping on the couches of my friends. But look at me now. I'm a successful business owner. Look where God has placed me. Look what God has done. Come on, you got to tell your story, whether it's awkward, whether it's scary, you got to tell your story. And the more that you tell it, the bolder that you become when you tell it the next time. Come on, we have great news on the inside of us. We have the greatest news on planet Earth inside of us that needs to be shared. Go share it. 
Here's some practical things that can help you share that. Come on, begin to pray for some open doors. Every Sunday or every Monday before you go to work, God, come on, just begin to open up some doors today for me. Who is it that I need to to talk to? Who is it that I need to share my story with? Who is it that I need to to bless? Who is it that I need to buy a coffee today? Who is it that I need to, to pay for dinner for? Who is it that I can serve today? Come on, begin to pray for open doors. If you're not praying for open doors, it's just by happenstance. No, no, no. You got to pray for open doors. Share your story. Come on, begin to open up and share your story. Share what God has done. Share your church. Share your life. These are practical things that we can do. Pray for God to open some doors. Share our story. Share our church. Share our life. And let the creator of the universe do the work. Say, well, I just, I can't do it. It's not for you to do. It's for you to share and let God work. Let God work on their hearts. Mark 12, 31. Sharon, you can come. It says, the second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than this. Luke 4, verses 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has anointed us to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for prisoners. You say, well, am I called to prison ministry? No, maybe. But what does this mean? It means to proclaim freedom to those who are in bondage, to proclaim freedom to those who are in addiction to proclaim freedom and to proclaim hope where there is hopelessness. Freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set, to, to set the oppressed free. And the fourth one is this, leaving a legacy. Come on, if we get one, two, and three, loving God, laying down self, and lifting up others, come on, number four takes care of itself. Leaving a legacy takes care of itself. And that's what we're called to do as a church. That's why we are legacy church, so that we can love God first and foremost. And you say, well, I've been to church for a long time. I would encourage you to ask yourself these questions. Where, where am I at with these four things? Where am I at with these things in my life? What areas do I need to improve on? I love the last one. I love what we put on the cards and that's why we gave you these cards so that you can hold on to them so you can understand them so that you can see what's going on. But leaving a legacy, it says we are generous and invest in God's kingdom to see it continue to grow for generations to come. Our lives will declare of his goodness. Our lives will declare who God is to the world around us. Come on, one thing God put in my heart years ago. He said this, if the, sh- if the church shuts down tomorrow, would anybody notice it's gone? If Legacy Kitchener shut down tomorrow, would anybody even notice? If Legacy Hamilton shut down tomorrow, would anybody even notice? And he began to challenge me. 
to love our city, to love those in our community whatever way we can. Come on, we don't have multi-million dollar budgets, but we give whatever we got. I want to be the church who people come for, come to for help. Come on, we're not called Legacy Church for no other reason that we need to be the church that people come to for help. I want to be the church that is so generous the world takes notice. You say, well, that's pretty generous for the world to take notice. Yeah, that's me proclaiming in faith that we are going to be a church that is so generous that the world takes notice. That the community takes notice. That the government takes notice. Come on, we're going to be a church that has so much blessing that has people that have a heart to serve and to lay themselves down because they love God so much. Come on, we're going to be a church that leaves a legacy. I want to be a church that leaves a legacy beyond ourselves. This isn't about me. This isn't about Pastor Rach. You know what? It's not even about you. Because God told us, he said, you're building a church for the next 100 years. Come on, I'll be gone in 100 years. You might be gone in 100 years. But there will be a generation so hungry for the word of God because our parents and our parents' parents, which are us, come on, decided to love God, decided to lay themselves down, and decided to lift others up so that they could be a legacy for the kids and our kids' kids. Come on, legacy starts with us. I believe that the generations will be affected because of our faithfulness. I believe that the community will be affected because of our faithfulness. Come on. Come on. Come on, we gotta get on board. We gotta remember, we gotta challenge ourselves in the weeks and the months to come. God, where am I at? Do I, do I love you? Do I really love you? Am I giving my all, my heart, my soul, my mind? Or is it just something I do on Sunday and nothing else reflects the life that you've called us to lead? Are we willing to lay ourselves down? If you're not willing to lay yourself down, then you're reading the wrong word of God. Because it calls us to lay ourselves down. Our thoughts, our desires, our wants. So that we can lift others up. And so that we can leave a legacy that goes beyond us. How can I improve this in my life? That's the question I want you to take. How can I improve this in my life? How can I improve this in my life? What can I do? What part do I play? Because I believe that we're a multi-generational church. And I believe that we're a church that exists to worship God. And to become like Him so that we can bring hope to our community.
If you're in here today and you say, I don't know this God. I don't know this God that you serve. You say, I want to know him. I want to leave a legacy that isn't just about things and possessions, but a legacy that goes beyond me to my kids and my kids' kids and the generations and my coworkers and my family and my friends. If that's you today and you want to say yes to Jesus and invite him into your life, I would ask that you would just raise your hand. We're going to pray for you in just a moment. Come on, let's bow our heads. Come on, if you feel that tugging on your heart. Come on, nobody's looking, nobody's around. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You can say, I I want to invite Jesus into my life. Come on, just raise your hand. Maybe you're in here and say, I've fallen far from God. I believe in him, but I haven't been serving him. And I want to recommit my life to him today. If that's you, come on, just raise your hand in this place. Come on, I believe that should be all of us. That we're committing our lives to him on a daily basis. That we're sacrificing ourselves. Come on, let's pray this prayer together. God, I thank you for sending Jesus to save me. Today, I repent of my sins. Today, I recommit my life. Thank you for living for me. Thank you for dying for me. And thank you for redeeming me. Today, I give you my life. Change me. Renew me. Transform me. I am yours in Jesus' name. Come on, church. Let's thank God this morning. Let's thank him. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you for every person that is in this place. We thank you for challenging us in this new season. As you've called us Legacy Church, we thank you for this next season. Challenge our hearts, challenge our minds. Challenge us to pursue you at a greater level, to lay ourselves down more than ever before, to lift up others beyond our comfortability so that we can leave a legacy that Kitchener-Waterloo won't forget, that Hamilton won't forget, that our sphere of influences won't forget. So God, we thank you. You're renewing us and changing us. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the church said, Amen. Thanks for listening. To hear more, subscribe to this podcast and connect with us on our website at lgcy.church.